0: Welcome back to another edition of Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. I'm Stefan.
1: I'm Heidi. And this is where we watch horror movies just to talk about them. Exactly. Or we talk about horror movies because I want to watch them.
0: Yeah, I that like watching too. them too.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that you've been open to a lot of them. I know last week was a bit of a struggle for you because you didn't think it was a horror movie.
0: Yeah, that was, well, it was a good movie. I'm not I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, it was a good movie.
1: I have some Team Stefan feedback. Really? Yeah. Some who, people agreed with you.
0: Who's Team Stefan?
1: Team <laughs> Stefan is people who agreed with you that it wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm not always right. All
0: right. Well they do have it classified as horror in the IMDB genre, right? Or
1: Absolutely, because so. it's a great movie. It's still it's a great movie. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Right. Well, why don't you tell me how your week was going?
1: Honestly, I'm bloody exhausted.
0: Yeah? Why is that?
1: Because um, Tuesday morning, I woke up at like 6, worked all day, caught a midnight flight to Chicago, worked there at Chicago, caught a 9 p.m. flight back, took a nap, went right back to work. So I haven't slept yet.
0: Oh, that sounds rough.
1: There was a couple... Okay, so on the flight there, somebody's emotional support cat got lost on the plane
0: <laughs> really aren't they supposed to keep that inside like a little uh uh bag like a cat I, I don't know. carry bag she got
1: out the cat got out there was a harness on it when we when it was found i guess but the woman who carried it was an absolute bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> she wouldn't let anybody move on the on the plane we were stuck there for a while and i had to you know I had appointments i had meetings when did
0: she find out that it was missing
1: i don't know i was on the back of the plane I'm, this is a first class problem <laughs> i oh. was in the main cabin problem. but i mean like were
0: you guys in the air
1: No, no, no. This is when we were getting out.
0: Oh, so you already landed? We had already
1: landed, but we had to stand there waiting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like it was some just stuff happening while we were in air, that doesn't matter.
0: I was picturing like (laughs) the cat was lost while you were I'm tired of all these motherfucking
1: cats on this motherfucking plane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something like that.
1: (laughs) No. And then on the way back, um, I'm like, I'm 5'2". So, of course, I got all the extra leg room by sitting at the exit seat, like on the seat next to the exit mm-hmm. door, which has the most leg room of the entire airplane. Yep. My legs didn't even reach, my legs don't reach past the, the, the seat in front of me, but I sure as hell enjoyed all those extra inches. Um, But the there was a couple next to me that was doing some questionable stuff, so I didn't really get any sleep either.
0: What do you mean questionable stuff?
1: Like, like... she would turn her back towards me.
0: Like Mile High Club I
1: think so, (laughs) because they were also doing, quote, puzzles, but not turning the light on. Mm,
0: Okay, that's weird. What'd you do, just sleep through it?
1: No, I watched Chicago, and then I watched Juno.
0: You went to (laughs) Chicago, and you watched Chicago?
1: Okay, it gets worse. I was watching Chicago on my way back a couple of weeks ago, but I only got through half the movie, so on my way back this time, I watched the other half. (laughs)
0: This is like, I happens, remembered my
1: spot.
0: Is this what happens when you have a lack of horror movies available to you? <laughs>
1: they only had The Nun available.
0: Did you watch it? No. Why not?
1: Because it was scary.
0: I thought that's the whole <laughs> point.
1: Not on a plane. I have enough anxiety about planes.
0: <laughs> but it, It's a nun. It has nothing to do about planes, right?
1: Nuns fly on airplanes. Yeah, they don't I, have wings. I don't
0: think they fly in the airplane in that movie. I mean, I'm just guessing i haven't seen it but i'm assuming that they don't really fly on airplanes in yeah no i
1: didn't watch it just because i felt like i was gonna fall asleep so i put mm-hmm. movies that i knew i was gonna fall asleep in but yeah. i didn't fall asleep
0: gotcha anyway
1: so i'm a little loopy gotcha. i apologize in advance
0: cool, cool. <laughs> 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 i don't mind if you're loopy it's um, fun
1: i'm i'm exhausted i can <laughs> i kept having to tell the people at my at my job look i'm sorry my mouth isn't really working <laughs>
0: today. <laughs> Slurring all your words. Yes.
1: My bosses were really nice to me today. Maybe it's because I was exhausted. See?
0: Yeah, because you're exhausted. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, we'll be nice to you on this podcast today.
1: I doubt that, but all right. <laughs> How was your week? What have you been my, up to? Uh, my
0: week was okay, I guess. I, I jammed out and played a little bit of music with some people and uh, Worked on some video projects, and then I had a hard drive fall on the ground and die uh-uh. on me. So I lost a whole bunch of work, and that sucks.
1: Oh, I, well, that that clip that you sent me was part of that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That was so, a
1: great video.
0: So now I have to redo it all over again from scratch, which is, it's not entirely impossible, but it's frustrating, to yeah. say the least. So anyways, that's, that's a little bit of what was going on in my week. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to... Um, um, we're going to be doing some more music practice tomorrow night, and then my buddy has a show on Saturday, so I'm going to go to that. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll go to that show.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Thanks for the invite, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So, this week's movie.
0: Yeah, what, what are we watching this week?
1: Pet Cemetery.
0: Oh, really? The original. The original? I'm not taking you to the
1: movies. That just oh. expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no problem. Well, I actually haven't seen the original. Huh, funny, right? I haven't seen most of these movies, but um, here's well, another one I haven't seen.
1: So, this movie's from 1989. Yeah? This is like the third movie from 1989 we've done. Do you remember the other ones? It's not a quiz.
0: Um, well, let's see. The One of them would have been The Ch- Changeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, let's see, 1989. The other one we did was... Um, Santa Sangre from last yes, week yes yeah.
1: absolutely yeah. yay high
0: fives
1: <laughs> I'm not actually high fiving you I'm too tired <laughs> my arms refuse to move
0: so do you know anything about have you seen this one
1: absolutely I saw this as a kid I probably saw this in 1989
0: see, <laughs> see I remember
1: I was six wait is is that? isn't I the kid
0: from, from the Terminator in one in this movie
1: um you mean Edward yeah, Furlong
0: yeah isn't he I um, thought he was in one of them right
1: I think he's in two I don't know, I don't think so. No, he's not in the first one. But I think you're right. He is in one of the Pet Cemetery movies.
0: That's what I remember. But again, I don't really remember seeing it. I had a, I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies as a kid. So all of the great horror movies are usually rated R. So the 80s were, it was a tough time for me. I had to sneak around to watch good horror movies at that time. In the 90s was a little bit easier, but you know. There's a good uh, bunch of them on the list that I think I, I always wanted to see and never did see. Or I've only seen parts and pieces like at friends' houses and stuff.
1: Well, so this will be your first time actually watching the movie all the way through?
0: Uh, I believe so. I don't know if I've ever even seen... Um, parts of it? Parts of this one. I I think if number two is the one with Eddie Furlong, then maybe I've seen parts of that. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to rewatch it as if I've never seen it before.
1: Did Edward Furlong help lobsters escape or was that part of a movie that i saw oh you know what no that was a scene in the movie i saw never mind <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about right now um okay so the movie pet cemetery um from 1989 is directed by mary lambert
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: remember that name because it's like mary had a little lamb
0: oh and isn't this like a a stephen king novel Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah,
1: of the same name. It's one of his best selling, and mm-hmm. this is one of this is um, the scariest one for him. You Pest mean cemetery
0: book wise or movie wise? Movie wise. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of them I feel like I don't know. Haven't seen all the Stephen King ones. I mean, it obviously was a was a classic, and and uh, that was nicely done. But like, I know there was a couple others that he had that were a little hit or miss, like. um Tommy knockers. I don't know if that was a good one or not. I can't remember, but I remember the name and then there was also thinner. Wasn't that a Stephen King <sighs> thinner. one? Thinner.
1: <laughs> I don't, I, oh, no, I don't maybe, know. Oh Maybe,
0: maybe I don't know if that was a Stephen King one, but, um,
1: I don't remember writers names. I don't remember director names yeah. that well, What I remember is movies and how I feel when I'm watching them or how I felt. Oh, watching
0: Cujo. Them. Cujo is a Stephen Cujo, King. Cujo. Yeah.
1: yeah, that one is.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Okay. Okay. So, you may have noticed that on my notes, there's a red squiggle in the word cemetery. That's because that's spelled incorrectly.
0: Yeah, why is it? I I never noticed it as a kid, but as I... I, Actually, to be honest with you, the only time I realized it was spelled wrong was when the remake came out. And And then I thought they were being Yeah, I thought they were, (laughs) oh, we're going to be cool and spell it wrong for the remake. And then I went back and I saw that um, the original was also spelled incorrectly. So, what was that about?
1: Well, so in the book Pet Cemetery*, um, that he ha- uh, Stephen King wrote that the kids who made the sign Pet Cemetery* spelled it incorrectly. Oh,
0: okay. But he
1: based it on a real-life pet cemetery in his hometown in Maine somewhere. Gotcha. So it actually exists. Okay. Yeah. So, and kids presumably made that one too. Gotcha. So the tagline for this movie is, sometimes dead is better.
0: Hmm. Hold
1: on, let me say this. Sometimes dead is better. No, I can't
0: do it. Sometimes dead is better. I don't know if no, it sounds too Mm.
1: proactive.
0: It doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes dead is better. (laughs) (laughs) Buy one now. (laughs) Get one free.
1: (laughs) All right. The synopsis, I guess, is um, after tragedy strikes, a grieving father, Louis Creed, um, he discovers an ancient burial ground hidden in uh, hidden behind his home, with the power to raise the dead.
0: Hmm. okay
1: okay so the movie is about death and how we struggle to accept the in- the inevitable
0: right so i haven't seen it before but i'm guessing the cat's gonna die they're gonna bury it in the backyard and it's gonna come back to life and he's probably gonna kill them the cat
1: that'd be an interesting movie that's my guess i'm not gonna tell you whether it is or not Okay. I saw this movie a long time ago. I haven't seen it since, I don't know, the 90s at some point. So it's been a few years. (laughs)
0: Good.
1: It's been a couple of months. Um, I do remember a few things. For example, Fred Gwynn is in the movie.
0: Who's Fred Gwynn? Herman Munster. Oh, okay.
1: You know, because he... mm, He digs through the ditches and burns through the witches and slams in the back of his Dracula.
0: Herman Munster does?
1: Herman Munster and the Munsters had a car that rode that drag racer, and he mm-hmm. called it his Dragula. Right, right. And that's also a song off of Rob Zombie's Hellbilly right. Deluxe album.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I knew that actually. I knew about that little tidbitty fact.
1: I just love them both. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's my only connection to like. I just love them both. Okay. Rob Zombie, I love, and you know the Munsters, fucking amazing I hey hey we're it.
0: the monsters no
1: get out of here no no
0: <laughs> i thought that's how no i know i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: <laughs> um what i do remember about the movie like the most is um somebody slicing herman Munster's achilles tendon
0: oh that hurts
1: yeah and i remember something about the ramones so either they were on the soundtrack or at some point i found out they loved the movie one or the other
0: oh okay I wanted to sing like a Ramon song, but, but use a monster reference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mo, no, hey, monster, let's go. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> Can
1: we cut that? Pretend yeah, it never happened.
0: Probably we'll pre- we'll pretend it never happened. So um, cool. Well, that's a good little bit of uh, insight for before we watch the movie, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I have to burp. Oh, that was it? <laughs> well, okay. it felt bigger. <laughs> I need to pick you on.
1: So, any final words before we dive into this
0: movie? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't have any final words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's do this thing. right. We'll be right back.
0: Let's do this. See ya. this
1: place i brought you here to bury allen's cat daddy is church all right why judd i have no i dreamed he got hit by a car and you and mr crandall buried him in the pet cemetery
0: what did we do tonight judd what we did lord, was a secret may the lord bless you and keep you has anyone ever buried a person up there? May the Lord make his face to shine upon you.
1: You're thinking thoughts. That's not thought out Daddy's
0: gonna do something really bad.
1: You're thinking to put him up there? Don't deny the thought hadn't crossed your mind.
0: Come back to me, Gage. Come back to us. <laughs> Paramount Pictures presents hey! Stephen King. All time best selling tale of horror. Ah! Pet cemetery, and we're back.
1: We are back. That was the movie. How did you like it? <laughs> it,
0: was, it was great. It was good. I liked it. It was. Uh... Was it horror? This one? Yeah. It I was think... in an
1: animal documentary.
0: <laughs> well, no. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was. Um, this is a little bit more creepier, scarier. It it went a different direction than what I was thinking. I, for some reason, I thought this was a movie about a killer cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that that's Cujo in a dog form. Gotcha. Yeah. No. So, well, um, good. Okay. Well, let's get into it.
0: All right. All
1: right. Really quick, before we get into the movie, I just want to make a quick correction because it's bugging the fuck out of me.
0: What'd you get wrong?
1: So earlier I said that um, it was the scariest movie. Stephen King did. Really, it's the he feels it's the scariest book he wrote.
0: Oh, okay. You said movie, not book. Yeah. I I think I understood you. Okay, cool.
1: So, my bad. I I try to correct this when I can, but sometimes I make so many mistakes that I forget and I'm like, yeah, people will understand.
0: All right, let's get into it then. We'll put that on
1: right <laughs> All right. So we begin. And there's this car holding a family, a young family, driving up into a house, which is their new home. We find out that this is the Creed family. The Creed family consists of Louis and Rachel, who are the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Ellie, who's, I don't know, maybe 10 years old,
0: but so, acts six. Yeah. She's a little brat.
1: <laughs> and then there's uh, Gage, who's like this four-year-old little... I don't know, just the toddlers. Yeah. General toddler. Yeah. Um, and their cat, Winston Church. Churchill.
0: Winston Churchill. Yeah.
1: But they call him Church.
0: They call him Church,
1: which I think is cute. Um, they pull up to the house, and you know they stretch their legs. They admire the house, and Ellie runs towards this tire swing. Is it a tire swing?
0: Yeah, the tire swing. The yeah. tire
1: swing. She's like just swinging and being loud, like kids are. <laughs> and she sees this trail that goes away from the house and into the forest. And she's like, "Oh, look at that! Look at that!" And distracted, she's swinging. Her mother's watching her. And suddenly, the rope breaks, and she comes crashing down.
0: Boom! Yeah, she falls. Yeah. And she hurts course, herself. She, she doesn't makes look like this
1: big yeah. to do about it. She fell like two feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barely got a scratch. But, but and she's crying. The Mother
1: runs over there. The father runs over there because he's the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and they leave their four-year-old toddler in the car outside of the car by himself, Uh, right next to a busy fucking highway.
0: I don't mean they didn't have like bad intentions, just like not no. really paying attention.
1: So they just hadn't hired a nanny from the time <laughs> that they got from Chicago to Maine. Jesus <laughs> fuck. Um. So anyway, we cut to Gage, who's like, oh well, let me. I don't know, what was he doing, following a butterfly or something? He's running towards the highway, um, just not intentionally, but just being a kid. And then we see this 18-wheeler coming down the road. We see Gage going towards the highway, the 18-wheeler Gage, the 18-wheeler Gage. Then suddenly, boom, he gets picked up by this man. And who is this man? The magnificent Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. It is a great
1: Fred Gwynn. In the movie, he's Judd. In my heart, he's Herman Munster.
0: Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. So we're introduced to Judd.
1: Judd, absolutely. And he apparently lives across the street.
0: Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He came he to save the day. He's, you know, um,
1: he has this deep Herman Munster voice. Yeah. It's hard to to, to knowing him as Herman Munster. It's hard to. Not think of him as Herman Munster. Mustard. Uh, <laughs> Herman Munster.
0: Colonel Mustard in the... <laughs> in the,
1: in the a library kid. with the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you know, everybody meets. He promises to take everybody to the path. The path leads to someplace he won't tell them until the time is right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and so he keeps it mysterious. He so. keeps it mysterious. But they just kinda of move on from there and like, all right, well, whatever, and they go,
1: um and they get settled into the get house. Get
0: settled in their new home. Mm-hmm. Um
1: the next the next day. Oh, we find out that Lewis actually, the husband, the father, he is going to be the new doctor at the university.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We learn that and you know, they're they're getting settled into whatever. The next day or something um they're all going on this hike down the trail with judd and he's taking them to the pet cemetery
0: so yeah he's gonna go show them this pet cemetery Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of weird isn't it like why would people ever bury their own all their pets in one spot do they do that is that normal i mean it sounds kind of like a beverly hills kind of thing like oh we have a separate cemetery for all of our pets
1: i don't know isn't that your people
0: what are you talking about?
1: The East Coast?
0: Maine? I've never been up to Maine
1: before. I don't know. <laughs> but um, okay, so the story goes, according to Judd, that um, kids started burying their pets there because it, you know, it was nice to be able to to visit your pets at least until you forget that you buried a pet. Um, when they get there, we learn that all that damn road uses up all kinds of animals, and some of those animals are buried there. <laughs> Um, And what Judd tells Ellie, what a a graveyard really is, you know, um, he says, it's a place where the dead speak. And it seems really ominous, but really he tells her, you know, you go over there and then you can revisit here and here and here. We see the grave sites of all of these animals. Some animals that were hit by trucks going down the road. Some animals were beloved pets. And we see... You know, like uh, like a tombstone, and we see dog collars on it. Right. We see bird cages, and it's it's really beautiful in a way that it has it's full of love, but it's also morbid as shit.
0: Yeah, and so like then there's another path that continues on from there or something, right? And that's where they end up finding the, or that's where Judd takes them to the Indian. Well,
1: we don't see there. that yet. What we see is only that, and then we see a thicket like at the end, yeah. just a bunch of like like you can't pass that. Anyway, you that's what everybody focuses on. Um and then that's when Ellie is kind of introduced to death um by Judd. And he is telling her that um you know, you know, it it's something that happens. Um and so she seems to be really accepting of what death is. But then later on that night when she's talking to her father, she's like, I don't want church to die. Yeah. I don't want church to be buried there. Yeah. And so now death is something that she's actively concerned about.
0: Right. And she has some sort of a, uh, she's already has preconceived notions that the cat's going to get hit by the truck. Like she can already, I don't know. She's just, that's so I she's... think
1: she was, a, well, we'll get into it when we get yeah. to that part. Of the but, but but it seems to be that she maybe had some kind of psychic Something or others, but we'll get there. <clears throat> okay. So then the next morning, the cat church is inside of like an old timey uh, cat carrier, which is like the see-through plastic thing that you, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you bring your your <laughs> home in when you buy a a bed set from the guys on the corner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and so he's gonna have to go get his uh, as they say as
1: Ellie says. I don't want Church to have his nuts cut off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Church has to go get his nuts cut off.
1: Yeah. Well, we learned that she learned that phrase from Missy, who is their housekeeper. And uh, we find out that Missy always has these bad stomach aches and she's cranky and she's just, just.
0: Yeah. She is mm-hmm. a weird one. She's kind of like, she She looks like she keeps to her own, but she's kind of like.
1: Complaining. 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 Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's annoying really. <laughs> so the interesting part about this is in talking about church's nuts um the mom doesn't seem to want anything bad like to be around the children she doesn't want them to hear of anything bad or know that bad things happen so when ellie was like tell me he's gonna be okay promise me promise me nothing's gonna happen to him the mom tells him don't shilly shally give the little girl a promise
0: is what sh- she says. Yeah, what? Don't shilly shally. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so the dad, Louis, has to promise that nothing bad will happen. And Ellie gets happy and she leaves. But then he, uh, Louis mentions to Rachel, you know, there's a, there's a chance something might happen. You're going to have to explain that to her.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So if anything happens at all, you're going to be the one to tell her, I don't want to be the one to break the news. So
1: far, there's only two people here that are okay with death. Ellie is one of them. <laughs> Um, Judd being the other one, because he, even though I love him, I think he intentionally is supposed to be a little bit, like, off-putting, like, hmm, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, you don't know, like, in in the beginning, I wasn't sure, like, is he going to be But you know, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy? Where, Where does he stand over here? Like, he seems like he's a nice neighborly guy, but then also he's got this mysterious look in his face when he talks about the path, so you don't know if, like... He could have some sort of a twist or a, you know, whatever. We'll we'll get there. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then Lewis was, um, is a new doctor for the university. So we cut to a scene and we see people rushing this jogger into his hospital and he's bleeding profusely. He like got... From his has, head. Right? His head is busted wide open. Yeah. Because he got hit by a truck right. while jogging.
0: Yeah, half half his head was missing.
1: Half his head was missing.
0: <laughs> and uh, we find out that guy's name is Victor Pascal.
1: Pascal, that's right. Um, Pascal, uh, unfortunately, doesn't make it. No. No. Mm-mm. But he
0: does get some words in with the, with the good doctor before he does... Uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: On. He, he basically says something to the doctor, but, and when he does say whatever he says, he says the doctor's name.
1: Well, he calls he says, him Lewis. The soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis. Right, right, right. Yeah, having never met each other. Right. So it freaks him out. It freaks him out a lot. And that, and, and you know, he dies. Right. He's dead. He's like, How did you know my name? Yeah. And, How did but, you know my name? But and then he's like super dead. He's like beyond dead. So later that night, Lewis is awakened by and they just call him from this point on Pascal.
0: Pascal.
1: Yeah, he's awakened by Pascal, and he's leading him. He goes, "I want to help you because you tried to help me," is what he tells him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he leads him to the pet cemetery. Right, and he warns him, "Do not go to the place where the dead walk. Do not cross the barrier because beyond the ground is sour."
0: Oh mm. well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Sour. It's a mm-hmm. weird way to. It's a weird word to use to describe the ground. Sour.
1: But it's kind of appropriate. Yeah. You know, because it's full yeah. of rotted R- flesh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's this creepy. It's this creepy interaction. This creepiness. Do you see like the thicket or whatever, the brush, the brambles, the, like all of that stuff that was covering the the pet cemetery on one side? Suddenly, it's like glowing. And there's something over there, but you can't go over there anymore. And then Lewis wakes up. And he's like, oh, shit. What a fucking dream. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he,
1: he removes his blankets and his bottom of his pajamas and his feet are all, all covered with mud. Mud, yep. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, wait, did he sleepwalk? Did this really happen? You don't know what's happening.
0: Uh, he also, funny enough, was sleeping in his scrubs. Did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of... Uh,
1: well, funny. so here's the thing. Initially... The movie was gonna have him sleeping without a shirt on. But
0: really? there was
1: controversy that it would be too sexy and too distracting. So they put him in, in uh, pajamas.
0: Well he is 89. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, this is when they were trying to get everybody to button back up again. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually really interesting because this the director for this movie, uh, Mary Lambert. What about her? Her previous her previous experience with directing was music videos, specifically Madonna music videos, specifically Like Her Prayer and Material Girl. So, oh. buttoning up, getting all straight laced or whatever, it's like the opposite of what she did, especially since she was friends with the Ramones. Uh,
0: who was Madonna Mary Lambert Oh, she was. Oh, okay, it makes sense. That's why there were some uh Ramones tunes in the soundtrack. Yeah,
1: there was. Uh,
0: that's cool. So, um, all right. Moving along in the movie, okay, this is where Judd, uh, calls and tells him that Church died, right? No, no, not yet.
1: Ish. Okay, then it's Thanksgiving, and Rachel is taking the kids to her parents.
0: Right, right, right. and Lewis
1: has to stay in town. Also, we find out his her parents don't really like him.
0: Yeah, they, they think don't. he's a crumbum. <laughs> right, even though he's a doctor, you know. Yeah, like, it's but like
1: nothing is ever too good for their little girl. <sighs> Excuse me, I burped. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you cut that out. <laughs> um, while the family's gone, Judd calls Lewis and lets him know Church is dead. And sure enough, there he is, frozen onto the ground or stuck to the ground in front of Judd's house, having been hit by a truck. Yeah. And he's covered with blood on one side. And to pull him off of the ground, you hear a... <sighs> <God.
0: laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's dead.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, he's pretty dead.
1: He's pretty fucking dead. And so Judd understands that Rachel and Lewis don't want Ellie to experience or have to deal with death. So he's like, Well, I got something we can do. And he takes him where? To
0: the Indian burial ground. Or we don't know that. No, yet. no, we don't know that. Well, okay. he takes him to and the pet cemetery.
1: To the pet cemetery. Right. That's right. They put Trish into a bag, um, carry him over to the pet cemetery. And then Judd starts climbing over the big old brush, brush, whatever brush. it is.
0: Why is he so eager?
1: I don't know, but we'll explore that in a second. Um, and so Judd tells Lewis, Walk where I'm walking, I know where to go, but if you stop or look down, you're gonna fall. Um, so they climb over this thing, and um, they climb over this thing, and of course, sure enough, as soon as Lewis pauses, he falls. But he falls, and he tumbles, and he and he falls on his face, and it's kind of like a, huh, oh, shucks moment. Yeah. But then they go over to where, what apparently now is, oh no, wait. They climb over whatever the barrier is. They're climbing over. Judd goes, you have to follow me. You have to step where I step. I know where all the good stops are, uh, steps are, but if you stop, you're going to fall down. And the, the minute that Lewis hesitates,
0: he falls He falls. Yeah. and
1: he hesitates because he hears what sounds like a fucking velociraptor.
0: <laughs> right. And that was what, a loon, a loon. Yeah. It's yeah. like a bird, but uh, some sorts. A loon. Yeah.
1: Well, so mark that because I'm going to get back to that.
0: Yeah. Anyway. And they climb far too. It's not like a short little. Uh, uh,
1: no, it took them a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it turns out that it's a Micmac, Mic, Nope. Micmac. It turns out it's a Micmac Indian burial ground.
0: Yeah. yeah. Micmac. Yeah. and Paddywhack. The- Give a dog a bone. I'm sorry. Are the Micmac Indians real?
1: You better hope not because that, <laughs> you see the power of this pet cemetery.
0: Yeah. I think that if... Stephen King was being authentic and likes to talk about Maine. Maybe that is that where he's from? Probably. Um, probably it could be real because in Massachusetts, there's a lot of just like everywhere you go, but there's a lot of, um, uh, Indian tribe names for the streets or the cities or towns or whatever. (laughs) So, um, kind of
1: like how most of California is in Spanish.
0: Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. I get you. Florida too. It's uh you kind of like Chahachie. What did
1: say? <laughs> <laughs> So while they're here, Judd is telling them, telling Lewis that he buried his own dog Spot there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Spot came back, but then his mom started being scared of Spot. And then I kind of don't remember what he did with Spot. But you know what the monster's pet name was?
0: No, what?
1: Spot. Was it? Oh. Yeah, the guy that, the, the the whatever the monster was that lived under the stairs, you know, the stairs would go up. Oh, right. Like, it yeah, would yeah, open yeah, up yeah. and yeah. they would feed Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I thought it was funny that his dog's name was Spot that he buried when he was a kid yeah. in the pet cemetery. But, okay. So, this burial ground is separate from the regular pet cemetery where all the other animals are buried. This one is a big, flat space and it has... These like chalk outlines, kind of like when you go to baseball games, right. um, but it's in circles and there's lines and it's just this geometric pattern, I guess. Um, but then there's rocks, and white rocks placed over wherever you bury, it, and you see that there's a lot of them there. So yeah. it can't be the fir- the only one after a while or whatever. There has to be other like resurrected animals or whatever. Yeah. So they bury. They bury um church there. They covered him up with rocks, and then they go home. But then, what happens? Church comes back.
0: Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Church comes back, and he's got more attitude. But you know what? What?
1: Ellie dreamed it.
0: Right, she did. She, like, she's like you said, she's kind of seeing the foreseeing the future.
1: So there's all these things that come to question. It's, what are the secret things Judd's talking about that he can't mention? Um, specifically, after they left, after they buried the church, Lewis goes, what did we do tonight? And all Judd was able to say is, secret things.
0: Yeah. Like just...
1: almost with jazz hands. Secret things. <laughs> jazz hands. All yeah. Right. So Ellie dreamed what happened. That's when I'm like, oh, well, she's fucking psychic or something. Um, and then... This whole time, Judd is saying, you can't tell anybody what we did. What we did, yeah. Now, he tells them not to warn anybody about what they've done, but doesn't really elaborate. So, that's not going to be conducive to a secret environment. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like,
1: that's going to make me be like, let me talk to other people about this, because I don't know about this, Judd.
0: Yeah, it's, you don't know. which. Like I said, you kind of don't know. Like, is he, what is he doing? Like.
1: I don't know. But all I know is that the next day, a reanimated church came back and scares the shit out of Lewis mm-hmm. in the garage. Like, scares the shit out of him. Because not only is church back, but church is aggressive.
0: Yeah, aggressive. And his eyes are all lit up. Like yellow. Yellow. He's jaundiced. <laughs> like, wow Yeah. Bad kitty.
1: <laughs> and apparently he smells too. <laughs> <laughs> but like dead things smell.
0: Yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, so anyway, so yeah, church comes back, and so Ellie is happy because she knows she doesn't think that he died.
1: Right. She doesn't know, but before they come back, Judd then tells Lewis about how he, um, how he buried his pet dog. And right. Everything. And even though, even though the dog was aggressive. <laughs> He thought the cat would be different because it was a cat. Um, hello. Have you ever met a fucking cat?
0: Yeah, they're they're all attitude. Can't stand cats.
1: Lies. <laughs> <laughs> um, cats are like. Vicious. They're like little monsters that you keep in your house. And sometimes, They're murderers. They're so,
0: little murderers. Don't get me started on cats.
1: Sometimes they let you love them. It's like an abusive relationship.
0: Everybody knows cats will murder the, like a mouse or a bird or something and sit there and play with its corpse. Like That's sick Like serial killer shit. Good the Ed Gein of animals. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So... All of this because they didn't want Ellie to experience grief. You have to learn it at some point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's that weird sheltered kind of like.
1: Like my kids like fortunately, knock on wood, nobody in our family has passed as of, you know, that, we're, that we've been close to. I mean, there's people we've loved, of course, but not anybody that we've been close to where we interact every day. So that they wouldn't, so the kids would feel that absence. Right, mm-hmm. but we did have a guinea pig. It was a hairless guinea pig, and we named him Hank.
0: <laughs> a hairless guinea pig. It was so cute,
1: and he was <laughs> hypoallergenic.
0: Hank's a good name.
1: Hank was the best guinea pig. I've never picked him up because I'm scared to death of rodents and stuff. But
0: wait, you had a guinea pig, and you didn't pick him up?
1: No, Isabel and Xander would. I would clean up the cage, but it was so cute because I'd open the gate, I open the um, the door to the cage, and he'd climb out. And then walk around and sometimes cuddle with me on my thighs or whatever while I cleaned out his cage. And then I would say, okay, get back in. And he'd go back He'd go back in. I wouldn't have to touch him.
0: <laughs> you got lucky with that one.
1: Yes, I sure did. Um, but, Hank, one day we came home and he was dead. And that was the first time the kids experienced death. And it sucks. But you know what? I'm not going to go fucking reanimate him. I'm going to be like, you know what? This happens. Next time we want a pet, let's think about it and remember that this is what happens.
0: Yeah, did you guys feed him?
1: (laughs) Guinea pigs eat?
0: (laughs) I know they eat a lot. I'm just trying to figure out like how long did you have him for? Two years. Okay. All right. I don't know
1: what the life expectancy is, but maybe it was because we only had one. Anyway, this is not a guilt heidi about killing her fucking guinea pig. (laughs) Um, so back to it. Anyway, let your kids experience grief. It's better to do it in small doses than one big putaso later on. One big what? Uh,
0: Putasso? <laughs> Say it again. Putaso.
1: There you go. Putasso. Huh. It's kind of like a...
0: Pshht. Whoa, that was close. <laughs> if I would have leaned into that a little bit, I would have a black eye right now.
1: <laughs> I know my body, and I knew I wasn't going to hit you.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't be
1: scared. Sure. Or you got insanely lucky.
0: I gotta look <laughs> alright so All right.
1: so the stuff of their life continues with this strange thingy cat and then they're having a picnic outside one day and it's Judd and the rest of the family is flying a kite having snacks whatever and, um, and the kids are flying a kite no Lewis is flying a kite and then he gets Gage and says Gage Come, come fly the kite with me. And Gage is um is playing with the kite and flying it by himself. And then for some reason, uh Lewis is like, okay, Gage can totally handle a kite by himself, his four year old self. The kite is bigger than him, but he's can he can totally fly without a problem. So Gage is like getting pulled closer and closer to the road with this kite. And and he like loses it. He like drops the, I don't know, I don't fly kites, the, the shit. The,
0: yeah, <laughs> the spool part.
1: I guess. yeah uh, He loses it, and so everybody's like, oh, this is funny. And then they get distracted by something, but they don't notice that Gage is running after this spool. Mm-hmm. And he's running after it. And, and they're ignoring it. And then finally, Judd goes, get the baby!
0: Get the baby.
1: And so then... Lewis goes into this mad dash, like, just sprinting to get his child. Rachel's saying, get the baby. You know, everybody's screaming. Everybody's reacting. There's an 18-wheeler coming down the road again. And Gage is running, trying to get this fucking kite. Lewis is, oh, like, so close behind him. And then all you see is this shoe tumbling in the road. Mm-hmm. This crushed shoe. Bam. The baby is dead.
0: The baby is dead.
1: You said that with a smile. <laughs> the death of a child is not anything anyone should experience. That's not how life works. We die before our children. I can only imagine how fucked up everybody's feeling. Yeah. Because I, as much as we can say they should have been watching and they should have been watching him at the end of the day, they're saying that to themselves times 10.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, in the very opening scene, I thought it was going to happen, and then it didn't. But then they were like, guess what? We're not going to let that one go.
1: Yeah, that, that was a hard scene.
0: Yeah, the baby gets his by the truck, and then the father-in-law, he really has an issue so with it. I,
1: the baby yeah it was a hard scene and then the funeral was Worse. equally as bad because the father-in-law who doesn't like Lewis, yeah he's starts yelling at him and blaming him and and punches him and they get into a fist fight <laughs> oh, yeah, and do. the baby's casket falls onto the ground and as it falls the lid lifts up a little bit and you see his hands and they're all like just dead and right. the lid closes, and you're like, "Oh my yeah!" And gosh. it was like a closed
0: casket because the baby got run over by a truck, right? So yeah, yeah.
1: oh my
0: gosh.
1: Uh, um... um, and so everybody is so grief stricken, and everybody's just so sad. And um, at this point, the um, the little girl Ellie is, you know, just carrying around a picture. She's she wants to carry a picture of. Her and her brother until God's gives God gives him back because God should be able to give him back give her back her brother. Yeah. She... And it's so sad, but she then she cries like an asshole. Like she's the most annoying crier. That's the problem. Like it's a great movie, but the only thing I had an issue with, well one of the only things I had an issue with was how annoying her crying was.
0: Yeah, she's just annoying overall. The way she talks, the way she cries, the way she yeah, she just had that weird kind of whiny tone to her voice.
1: She was played by twins. Was she? Yeah. So throughout this process, um, the family, of course, is devastated. But Judd keeps coming around to say, "I know what you're thinking. Don't think it." And what he he thinks he's, Lewis is thinking is, if I bury Gage a... up there, he can come back to life, and I can have my little boy. Right. And um, Lewis denies it. He's like, not. I'm grieving. Leave me the fuck alone, right? Um, but Judd, oh my gosh, in such a human moment for Herman Munster, although the Munsters were very good people.
0: They yeah, they were like the uh,
1: the Brady Bunch, <laughs> but you know, quote unquote, <laughs> ugly, right? Um, Judd insists. That he's the one who killed Gage because he introduced Lewis to the pet cemetery, uh, to the burial grounds. And so he thinks that it was his fault. Like yeah. he said everything in motion. So, oh my gosh, that also that guilt. Oh my gosh. But then he tells, he's still urging Lewis, don't do it, don't do it. And he tells him a story of Bill Baderman. Now, Bill Baderman had a son named Timmy who went to world war ii and was killed um he buried his son up there his son reanimated and he became this fucking zombie right like he would go off and terrorize people like first one person saw him and then another person saw him and then another person saw him and he was like terrorizing people then suddenly you see an image of him eating like a little girl's leg (laughs) gross (laughs) wait what (laughs) <laughs> that thing, no. So a group of men, including Judd, a, a younger Judd, or I guess a younger Judd, tried to destroy Timmy by setting his house on fire. But when he set his house on fire, like when the house caught on fire, Timmy grabbed his dad and they both burned alive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So as the house goes up in flames, Timmy shouts, love dead, hate living. That is from Bride of Frankenstein. And Boris Korloff says that.
0: Oh, wow. That's a nice little tidbit.
1: That's a nice little tidbit.
0: Bet you were happy.
1: <laughs> I mean...
0: So does that mean that Stephen King was throwing a uh, Frankenstein reference?
1: Yes, that's what that means. Gotcha. Okay. Um, after the funeral... Allie and Rachel, they leave for Chicago to the to
0: her parents'
1: house. Yeah. yeah. And um, Louis stays at home and throughout Pascal, the runner with a half a head, keeps showing up and telling him, don't fucking do it, man. Don't you fucking do it.
0: Yeah, he's, like, hallucinating the whole time and he keeps seeing this guy. And he's, yeah, giving him this warning.
1: Mm -hmm. So does Judd.
0: Yeah, but does he listen?
1: He exhumes the body. (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a sad moment when he finally sees his, um, his son. He, like, takes his body out and just holds them and just holds them close to his heart. And just holds them for some time and you can only just, you can only imagine pain like that. You can't even, empath, you can you can empathize, but you can't say you understand.
0: Yeah, I don't you can understand. Only imagine. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't even imagine, be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then um, Ellie in Chicago starts having dreams about Pascal.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's, Cause it's she's fucking psychic, little creepy kid. Mm, you think that's what it is?
1: Yeah.
0: Pascal had no relationship to them before at all, right? He mm-hmm. just was some random guy that got hit by a bus mm-hmm. or a truck. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. strange. So yeah, um, I also, I mean, I didn't like the way that they were parents. To, you know, um, just I think they were kind of too absent. Ocu- yeah, they were absent. Mm-hmm. They're occupied with the wrong thing
1: yeah i mean shit i've been a single mom for what 16 years now right um i was a single mom maybe when i was with her dad and it's not an easy thing to do to be a parent but fucking shit when your kid needs you you're there yeah and you know what when your kid doesn't need you and they think they're all independent
0: you're still there
1: you're still fucking there
0: <laughs> go away mom
1: <laughs> the fuck go away you're fucking solid.
0: <laughs> You're not my mom. Uh, okay,
1: <laughs> asshole kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So she. So she starts dreaming of Pascal. She thinks her dreams. I think she's psychic. But you know what? Rachel starts getting bothered by the dreams, and doesn't she have like a vision of her sister at that point?
0: Yeah, because she. This whole time, we don't know she's been like kind of. Suppressing this dark past,
1: where she killed her sister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, had...
1: so here's the thing: Rachel's sister had a
0: spinal sp- meningitis or something like that.
1: Spinal meningitis, and it like left her disfigured and unable to function. She was in bed, and her spine was curved, and it was, it was just.
0: Yeah, like, she was just bedridden. She was,
1: she was bedridden, but not only bedridden. Her face was like. Pale and ghost-faced <laughs> killer. Yeah, and- <laughs>
0: uh, what locked up in like a uh, oh, so she was played man. by a man. Yeah, that's true.
1: So yeah. it was supposed to be a little girl, but she was played by a man. So you can only imagine, like she, her body was contorted, and he was doing all these weird things with her face. But um, so the problem, so the thing was, Ellie was what she was a kid. She was like an eight-year-old kid. And, they, and her parents, and this is where she gets her excellent parenting skills. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ellie, Rachel. Rachel's parents left her at home with the sister, Zelda,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, watching her while they were out. And that's when Zelda dies. And we find out that Rachel...
0: Gets is, blamed for it?
1: No, no. Rachel is glad for it.
0: Oh, yeah. Rachel is super and happy.
1: she runs out of the house... And Everybody thinks she's crying, but really she's happy, like from relief.
0: Yeah, because she just didn't want to have to take care of this. Also, she
1: was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine that she was just a kid? So at that point, um, she decides to call home, but Lewis doesn't answer, and she continues calling him. And then she tries to call Judd, and Judd's like, Oh no, he's not here. Yeah. You know? Um, but so then he knows. Exactly where he is, so he goes and waits on his porch for him because you can see him when he comes back.
0: Yeah, did you happen to notice that crazy looking painting in the parents' house? Also,
1: yeah, that was Zelda,
0: it was a Zelda, yeah, yeah. And then, but the uh, the cat and was there, in was there. a cat,
1: yeah, that yeah. was creepy. Church, yeah, church was in there, that was weird, yeah. So, so she, um, so Rachel decides to go home, and you see her kind of trying to get home. She goes from one plane to another because I guess. In Maine, where they are, it's a small place or something. So she gets on like two different planes. She's in coach, and you f- see her own coach, and that apparently is a big deal, <laughs> right? Yeah, they make a point to say she's in coach. Yeah. Um, well, and you saw her parents' house. They kind of yeah, like but it was so funny. And then, um, then there was um, a point where she like gets a rental car and. She's trying to make it back, but the rental car like um like yeah. gets a flat tire and veers off the road. Yeah, and Pascal appears, well, not appears to her, but she doesn't see him. She only hears him, kind of like a Jiminy Cricket, kind mm-hmm. of like her conscience.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you think that Ellie? Well, she was dreaming about it. Mm-hmm. When she, she was yeah. dreaming
1: about him yeah. but rachel just kind of had this like hmm mm-hmm. quote intuition about it right so at that point pascal says like the spirit or whatever it is is trying to keep you from from getting there keep going don't stop and so what she ends up doing is she ends up hitchhiking
0: all right yeah and she the gets, guy comes along she gets the on truck.
1: this channel truck looks just like the guy who hit her fucking kid and the truck the number on it is
0: Six six six, six, six. rock beast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so um, so then
1: we go back to the fun fun adventures of Gage and Judd now. So at this Judd, point. Mean, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Lewis, Lewis, yeah. At this point, because Lewis buried him and then went home and waited it out,
0: yeah. He didn't get seen by the cops either when they came around,
1: right? So when he was you know, trying to exude his body. The cops came. He just hid in the hole. Yeah. Um, so, so while
0: he was digging the grave, I was thinking also, like, is is he crazy? Is this another thing? Or is it just all in his head? Okay,
1: we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Shut up. Never there. <laughs> so, um, he goes and he buries um, Gage. Gage in the pet cemetery, the 2.0,
0: <laughs> like the
1: ancient bar- burial grounds of the Micmac, Um, and then you still hear this howling again, and this howling, um, oh, I'll get back to that howling. But yeah, so so Lewis goes home and he sits there and he's waiting and he kind of falls asleep. Um, and then we see gay, we see somebody opening the door. We see little itty-bitty Gage creeping up to his yeah. dad and then creeping up into his doctor bag, his yeah. little black doctor bag, whatever it's called.
0: Pulls up, pulls a out scalpel. a scalpel. Uh-oh. And then
1: goes and has fun with Judd across the street. Mm-hmm. He goes to Judd's home and he kind of just makes enough noise for Judd to... I wake up, and so Judd gets up and, and, like, goes searching for him inside. Yeah, like, who's there? And he's like, who's there? Who's there? And he makes his way upstairs because Gage is kind of, like, chuckling and giggling and making noise. And so Judd is like, oh, shit, where is this fucking kid? Because <laughs> yeah. he already knows what he's in for. Yeah. Um. So he goes, and uh, and he's, like, looking for him behind the chair, looking for him here, looking for him there. And he tries to look for him under the bed, and that's where you see... um. Scal- Gage with the scalpel just rip his Achilles tendon uh, when he's bent over, and you're like, "Oh, gross, disgusting!"
0: <laughs> and then after that, he flips after over that, he on flips his over. back.
1: Yeah, and Judd is Judd is flipped over on his back because he's like, "What the shit? Ow, that hurts, motherfucker!" And then Gage rips his mouth open Cut like some, horizontal yeah. wise. Yeah, like he like then has a Joker, little, right? Yeah, yeah, like
0: the Joker. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and then. Um, Jonah's like laying down flat and then Gage starts eating his neck. Juicy, juicy neck meat. So sick. (laughs) So gross.
0: He like bit him in his Adam's apple or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, shortly after we see Rachel arrive Right?
0: Right. Yeah. When and she she's like, here's Zelda and Gage, I think.
1: Okay, wait. She gets out of the truck. Right. And I was like, oh, she's lucky. The fucking creepiest uh-huh. truck driver that was, you know, whatever, didn't even try anything with her. That was luck. But then we realized Pascal was there serving kind of like her guardian angel. Right. And then um, Pascal was like, this is as far as I go. Like, suddenly, this is the the, the moment and suddenly so he's like, nah, eh, that's enough. And he takes off with the truck driver. He's like in the passenger <laughs> seat, right? Yeah. And he's like, then they drive off. So yeah, I mean, um, that's funny. Yeah. So then Rachel's like, okay, I'm going to go home. And then, but then she hears Gage in Judd's home. So instead of going home, she crosses the street. Right. And then she's like, what the hell? And she goes into Judd's home. Sorry. To see, yeah, Judd's home. There's so many fucking names. Herman Munster. She goes into Herman Munster's house. We get it. <laughs> um, And she hears him, and she makes her way upstairs, doesn't see Judd, but she sees Gage. And she sees him, and she grabs him, and she holds him because that's her little boy, and he kills her.
0: He just takes her out right there. Doesn't she come across Zelda, too, at one point in time? Zelda comes running at her, like, <laughs> all creepy-like.
1: Yeah so okay so she gets up to the top of this to wherever the bedroom is where Judd was upstairs and and there's Zelda and she does this kind of like creepy like
0: runs at the camera yeah runs at the like... camera
1: kind of scare <laughs> but then that's when we see Judd I'm sorry that's when we see Gage in like the same kind of outfit that Zelda was wearing right. and that's when uh Rachel was like oh my baby mm. yeah <laughs> um okay so then after that what's his face stupid macdoumas yeah Lewis wakes up and he sees footsteps mm-hmm. in the mud. Right. Like muddy footsteps and they, they look like gauges. And then he sees the footsteps lead to his bag and then he sees the scalpels gone. So he's like, oh, fuck. Right? So he gets three syringes and fills them with what I imagine is morphine or whatever. I don't don't know, drugs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably something. something. Yeah, maybe a tranquilizer of some sort, something to slow him down. Who knows?
1: Who knows what he puts in there? But then he gets a piece of steak and throws it at church.
0: (laughs) Right. Yes, he does.
1: Yeah. And when church is there devouring this fucking raw meat, he grabs him, injects him, makes his way over to Judd's house. Uh, No, no, no. So the phone rings. And it's Gage on the other end saying, hi, daddy.
0: All right. All creepy he's like, like.
1: hi, daddy. I'm having fun. I played with Judd and then I played with mommy.
0: Yeah.
1: And then Louis is like, fuck.
0: Uh- he
1: <laughs> makes his way across the street and he gets there and the house, doesn't the house get all fucking crazy?
0: Um, the house gets all crazy? What do you mean by yeah. that?
1: No, maybe that was just in my mind. The house looked creepier than normal.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Maybe the, the lights were off now.
1: I don't know. Um, so he gets to Judd's house and he goes up the fucking stairs. Mm-hmm. And he sees Judd because he and he turns his body over and you see him all uh, dead and gross. And then um, Gage appears and overpowers his dad somehow. And Lewis loses the second syringe. And then in the tussle, finally gets the third syringe, injects little Gage, and Gage walks off like, you're not playing fair. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And and goes off into some corner to die.
0: Yeah. So we don't know what's in the syringe, but it looks like it worked, at
1: least. It fucking did its job. Yeah. Um,
0: And then so after that happens, Louis.
1: After that happens, he sees Rachel and takes her out of the of of Judd's house while setting it on fire. Right, yeah. And the house is a fucking blaze.
0: And you know what he's gonna do with Rachel, right?
1: Um he's going to take her to the medical examiner and get her body processed and have a funeral and mourn her like a normal person.
0: <laughs> nope.
1: No? You don't say. What does he do, Stefan?
0: Well, just like everything else in this movie, the answer lies in the sour dirt. So hard He goes and buries her because he knows that she'll she'll come back to life and maybe this time
1: it'll work because she's fresh dead. (laughs) She's new dead.
0: Yeah, fresh, fresh dead. That's fresh dead. That's a new one. He's just addicted to like burying things in his burial ground now. (laughs) Bring them all back to life.
1: So then he goes into his kitchen and starts playing cards.
0: Yep, solitaire. Of course, solitaire
1: on the kitchen floor, and we see the door open. We see this gross grotesque looking hand open the door or maybe it was just dark Um, the, the hand opens the door and she walks in she has one foot in heels and one in stockings remember I told you about that always remove your fucking heels Barbara from *The living dead was right right yeah do what Barbara does take off your fucking heels so he um he sees her and he stands up and he's like so in love with her and she's standing there in all her glory you know with just a little bit of dirt on her clothes, but she had a beautiful face with a big old bulging, like, juicy eye that's, like, squirting dead people juice and just gross. And they start making out. And he's, like, so in love with her. And oh, she reaches she came back over. For yeah, she reaches over and, you know, grabs a big-ass butcher knife and holds it up. And the screen goes black. And Lewis screams,
0: and and that's the the end of the
1: movie. (laughs) Just like that.
0: Just like that.
1: Just like that. So just like it started, it ended.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked it too. I I think the movie holds up. Now here are my things. One.
0: Uh Uh-oh, here we go. All
1: right. One, Pascal was like the good conscience, and then Judd was like, the little devil on your shoulder, you know. Um, here, I'm going to tease you with something that can happen, but you can't ever do it again, and you can't tell anybody about it.
0: Mm, yeah, he started off almost being the guardian angel because he swooped up and saved the the kid from being hit by the truck the first time. But yet, in the end of it, you're saying that instead of he's more like the uh, the the devil side whispering. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get you to do things you Which shouldn't do. Was to Eve,
1: trying to get her to eat the apple.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Also, I think he fucking killed church. Like, look.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me all about it.
1: All right. So, my sister and I once were driving through Mar Vista. And we were stuck in traffic because, you know, LA. And we see a squirrel come, like, cross the street in the middle of, you know, traffic. Um... But it's LA traffic, so I guess the squirrel also didn't expect the car to be moving. And so we see the squirrel going in front of us, and we try to just stop and just wait till we see it on the other side. The um the car in front of us doesn't, doesn't see the squirrel, but the car in front of us starts moving forward, and the squirrel's under there. Next thing so you know, the fucking squirrel pops. Pops. Yeah, it's
0: gross.
1: In you- all its juicy glory. <laughs> and so <laughs> everything's so fucking juicy. Um,
0: you and that word. You've been I- using it a lot lately.
1: Well, dead bodies are more juicy than I thought they were. Anyway. okay. So a squirrel isn't that much smaller than a fucking cat. Right. And it got hit by a Corolla. Right. So imagine a big-ass cat getting hit by an 18-wheeler, and it's just laying on the side of the road. Not even on the side of the road, but in Judd's lawn, just all peacefully on its side, like, I'm asleep now. And look asleep.
0: So you think he just killed the I think the cat. maybe
1: Judd killed him. He's like, all right, I'm bored. Let's sh- shake some things up.
0: Yeah. It could know? be. I mean, I buy into it. You've got some facts to support it. I have it's, another fact. Well, what is it?
1: Pascal is a grown-ass fucking man. And he was jogging. And he got sideswiped by one of these chucks. And he had half his head missing.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: And And Church the cat doesn't even have a missing limb. He doesn't have a... Tire going over his midsection? Nothing. Uh,
0: It could be, you could be right, or it could just be uh, when they made the movie, they didn't think that some people would look into it that much. I don't know. I'm just thinking.
1: It's a conspiracy, (laughs) I tell you. Yes,
0: it is a conspiracy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I know I have my conspiracy theories, but I think this one's valid. I think this one's apt.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: Um, Also, the loon.
0: Oh, yeah, the loon. The
1: screaming that we hear in the in the Micmac burial grounds. Right. I There's a theory out there. I saw a theory, and I'm about theories. Um, it's a Wendigo. And a Wendigo is like... Have you ever read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark?
0: Uh, No, I've heard of this title. Oh my sorry. God,
1: I have it in my bookcase. I'll read you a bedtime story.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> the Wendigo is like this Algonquin folklore <laughs> that it's like this... Oh I'm sorry, my ears just did this weird thing where they popped, but like I'm staying stationary. So it's like, what the fuck are they popping for? Um
0: so tell me about this Algonquin fairy tale.
1: It's not a fairy tale, it's a folk story. And okay. it's, it's this mythical creature that changes into or it can assume the 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 the, the role of a person, but it's evil. Wow. It's evil. It's um hold on. I think I actually wrote some stuff down. Let me see. It appears, uh okay, so I'll just read this. The Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. It is historically associated with murder, insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behavior, which can mean that it's folklore about zombies. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I saw one of these things one time. Remember that story I was telling you on one of the other episodes about the, um, the thing that was coming down from the tree?
1: Yeah, that cat that wasn't a cat?
0: It wasn't a cat. Well, it was a cat afterwards. I thought it was a monkey, remember? But then mm-hmm. I said it was about the size of a human being. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what I saw.
1: And you were up in that area. It's like No, great-
0: that was Florida.
1: Oh, you were in Florida?
0: <laughs> but still, there's a lot of uh, uh, Native American... <laughs> Like have you ever noticed that throughout their whole country there's all these Native Americans? No, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm it's not- like
0: <laughs> I know. That. It's like they've invaded <laughs> us all <know>. some time. <laughs> right? <laughs> what is, what happened here?
1: So those are my theories about the movie. But also the next day headlines breaking, breaking. Doctor Lewis Creed, driven insane by his grief, killed his neighbor, set his house on fire, slaughtered his wife and took his own life
0: yeah that's going to be the real life headline for sure i mean (laughs) that's how the people are going to read it in their world
1: but how do we know that didn't happen what do you mean how do we know that all the rest of this wasn't in his imagination
0: well i know but we did we had the same conversation at the um when we were watching which one was it um Never mind, I can't remember right now. But we've said this before. This is not the first time we've said, like, this whole, what, hap- what would, what's going to happen the day, oh, yeah, it was one of the revenge ones. I spit on your grave. That's what it was. It was, at the end of that, we said the same exact thing. Like, well, what's going to happen the next day? When technically, even though she was revenging herself and whatever, like, the headlines are still going to read that she's the murderer and that she's probably going to get tried for, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've said this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about it all being in her head, because that movie, I don't think it was. But still, it's... Anyways.
1: Yeah. I think the the all-in-your-head thing was...
0: Um... Well, the movie ends when the movie was meant to end. So we don't need to be trying to figure out the what-ifs after the fact. You know, we're not writing a part two or a sequel right here, so...
1: I think all-in-your-head part, I think that was um, Santa Sangre. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's true. Yeah, it was all in his head. So anyways, it seems to be a reoccurring theme. That's all I'm saying. But all in all, it was a good movie. It was a good, uh, you know, it's a Stephen King movie. Was, I never read the book, but I'm, a, you know, it's his best selling book. They said, at least it was up until the time that they made it, because then it came out, right?
1: Yeah, it came out
0: like in the 90s. Yeah, and I think to me, when I think of Stephen King, like when I think of Alfred Hitchcock, the first thing I think of is Psycho. When I think of um, Stephen King, the first thing I think of is It. When
1: you think of Wes Craven, what's the first
0: thing you think of? Freddy Krueger, even though I know that he had some before. But that's because I started with freddie krueger shut you started your horror career <laughs> no Freddy no Kruger. like it uh, freddie lived in my neighborhood he, yeah you know you street yeah i did yeah <laughs> and actually he lived in my house in the basement
1: right for a of course time you know of course
0: because <laughs> we had a furnace down there and so you know. <laughs> but just saying um
1: <laughs> man always thinking the world revolves around you <laughs>
0: You know, so, um, but, but yeah, that's what I, I, you know, I tend to think. Well, John Carpenter, the first thing I think of is Halloween.
1: Mm, Well, yes.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, good. Yeah.
1: You have some good horror structure there, some good bones, some good frame work to be able to build your house of horror. (laughs) Your house of a thousand corpses, so to speak. Mm,
0: I see you dropping references.
1: Oh, no,
0: I left and right <laughs> <laughs> well um any other closing remarks or are we done with this episode
1: okay i, I recommend okay so i want to say this
0: yeah tell me okay. what
1: pet cemetery is a good date movie so let's take this scenario you're on bumble you're swiping whichever way it is you swipe to meet match with people and you somebody messages you And they're like, oh, I like scary movies. And you're like, oh, all right, well, let's watch a scary movie. You bust out Pet Cemetery. There's just slight, it's a little bit scary that she's going to be, she or he are going to be like, oh, my gosh, I am so frightened. But it's not overly scary. It's not overly grotesque. And it might lead to some nookie.
0: Oh, wow. Are you you saying that you would hope that somebody would watch Pet Cemetery with you on the, your first date with them?
1: No, not Pet Cemetery. For me it'd have to be something different, but I'm a oh. whole different level of disturbed. Oh, oh um, <laughs> okay So
0: you're just saying for the for, for the it's it's a
1: good mainstream horror movie mm-hmm. to dabble in before you get into, you know, Stefan level and then to get into Heidi level.
0: Right. Okay. Right. All right. I got
1: you. Right. So Here. I think it's a good, like, it's a good starter film.
0: You think it's a good date night movie? I think it's
1: a good date night movie. Okay. Um, also, we found it on Amazon Prime. Um, I think you can also find it on, um, on iTunes. Um, so that's the movie for this week. I hope somebody gets laid.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice one.
1: So that's our episode for this week. Thank you for coming back.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Please be sure to um, subscribe and tell a friend. Spread the word.
1: Yeah, we finally cleared Apple Podcasts. All right. <laughs> um, so, yes, please subscribe. Please um, tell a friend. Yeah. Also, we're going to have some merch soon.
0: Yeah, that would be great.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so sign up for the newsletter. Also, check out our list where you will see uh movies that we have in mind movies that other people have recommended for example um Josephine the woman who does my eyebrows recommended the descent
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know if that's a good one or not but we'll watch it maybe we'll see
1: I haven't seen it yet so I'm actually excited because I haven't seen that movie okay. This is what I want I want movies I haven't seen yet
0: all right yeah well yeah
1: so it would so um, be part of be part of the creation process with us um check us out on social media ice cream parlor um is our handle on pretty much everything
0: yep it's the letter i s c r e a m parlor
1: Parlor. not the european version (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay and then we have one more thing what's that we greatly appreciate your support
0: absolutely
1: ice cream parlor has been my dream for like a couple of years now So it's really exciting to be able to put myself out there, share it with you, Stefan, and have other people enjoy it. Yeah. I found my people. Yeah. It feels great. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week.
0: All right. Signing off for now.
1: Thanks for coming. Bye. Okay, bye.